Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the channel. Tavares here. We're on episode 119. Um, appreciate all you guys rocking with us. Um, if you're not doing all those things, be sure to follow us on social media, Instagram, all those things. If you're new to the channel, be sure to make sure that you are following us, that you're subscribed, like, all that good stuff. You know all the stuff everybody says in the beginning of all their videos. Um, but recently, I asked you guys about a Q&A on some questions you would like answered regarding, you know, anything in regards to dating, sex, purity, all those things. And you guys left me a whole lot of different topics that you wanted addressed. Um, and this is one that was constantly coming up. And the reason why I felt it was important to talk about it now is because typically whenever someone talks about pornography or lust, people think it's a guy issue. But when we, um, when I posted inside the Golly Dating Insta story, a lot of women were now saying, how do you deal with this? A lot of women were saying, how do you overcome the struggles with it or overcome their past with it? And I was just like, well, if the ladies are talking about it, then we need to address this issue head on. Um, you know, so I definitely want to talk about it. Won't dive too deep. Um, one, cause it's late and I want to sleep. Um, but I would love for you guys to, you know, get engaged with the comment section so we can know what are some areas you would like to target. If you would like women guests to come on and talk about it. Um, if you guys have been listening to the podcast for, you know, since we started, then you know, we've spoken about this in the past, but still an issue, man. I feel as though, unfortunately, this has always been labeled as a guy's issue. So I understand a lot of the ladies out there, they may feel as though they can't speak up because they feel as though they're probably the only woman. And a lot of men, they won't speak up because they don't want to be that guy who's still dealing with this. You know, so I want to talk about it, you know, whatever, you know, deal with myself and things that I've seen and heard. Um, and we could go from there, you know, so hopefully we could be transparent with one another. Yeah, let's be honest with one another, not call any names. But I think this is just something that needs to be talked on, you know, because in every area of life, um, I believe our world tries to bombard us with things that are sexual. Um, it's always a hypersexualized thing. You know, you can't watch TV without it. You know, one of the number one podcasts that was going on in the world um, I think it's shut down now, uh, but many of you probably heard of them or you've probably followed the host of it. I hope not, but um, it's called Call Her Daddy, you know, and it's like, you know, in reverse of Call Him Daddy type of thing, you know, just a sexualized thing. And their content was just gross and sexualized content and all those things. But what was crazy to me was it was two young women, probably early 20s. I think I'm hoping they were at least 20, but two young women doing content talking about over sexualized things. And they were the number one, number one podcast regarding relationships in the world. That is kind of that's kind of sick. Um, if you look on Netflix or who and I ain't got nothing against Netflix, Hulu, all you guys with your streaming services, not attacking you. But if you look at a lot of these apps, you can't look at their recommended or their top 10 um, things that are being watched in the world without finding something that's that has sexual scenes in it. I mean, I won't even say the stuff that are like outright crazy, nasty, straight up raunchy. I just mean anything, even like subtle hits, hints of it um, is going to always be inside some of their shows. And if you can tell me you can name 10 shows on Netflix right now without any type of sexualized content, God bless you. But the majority of you, you cannot name that. And I'm not saying you're a problem. I'm just saying these people feeding us the media are a huge problem because they're influencing our walk with God. The media influences your walk with God, whether you choose to believe it or not. Media will always influence your walk with God. Um, you know, when I, 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 I think I mentioned on the last week, but I was watching 
either football, well, it had to be basketball because football season is over, but I'm watching basketball and a commercial comes on and you see two dudes kissing and I'm just like, what does this have to do with anything regards to basketball, bro? I'm just watching a basketball game and then it's like, even if it was women doing it or even if it was a guy and a woman, why do you feel as though you must always push something sexualized inside someone's eyes? Now, you know, society, they know that, you know, sex sells. You know, so my goal isn't to mention all the negatives of the media. We can go all day and night talking about that. You know, the media is not going to change because as long as we watch it, they're going to keep doing it. You know what I mean? So we can we can curse them out and we can say all types of things. But in reality, people want to see that type of issue. But the thing is, before we dive into things that I want to say will help you overcome your past struggles with pornography, I think we must address the, the, the main issue in general is that we have become desensitized to what it means to be pure. We The enemy is trying to desensitize us to what it means of what's considered evil or perverse. Um, I, I told you guys about one time, and, and bear in mind, you know, maybe maybe I'll get judged for even saying this, but I used to watch the show Scandal many years ago when I came out, and I remember out of nowhere, and for one, I should have known it was already wrong because a woman is sleeping with a married man, um, but it was a, you know, a scene where you knew the guys were, you know, they were alphabet community, they were, you know, funny lifestyles, and, they, and it, it didn't show them physically doing something, but it implied every bit of it. You see a guy disappear from the screen in front of another guy. It was just sick, you know, and I'm sorry if that's being graphic for all for our younger audience, but it was just sick that, you know, they would do that. But in reality, I was I was thrown off when I saw that. But why didn't I get thrown off all of the times before? I feel as though a lot of times when these shows get us hooked they start to feed in more garbage and more garbage and more garbage. And eventually we don't even realize it because we like the show, we like the cast, we're so we're so attached, we just stick with it. But in reality, what the enemy does, he desensitizes you. So they put a little bit, like I was teaching young ladies at my church um, in a session um, for our mentorship group, I was allowed to speak with the young ladies and I was letting them know, men will do what you allow. So if he puts his hand here and you don't, hey, move your hand, then he puts his hand a little lower. You don't say, move your hand. Then he puts his hand a little lower. And I'm not saying that's how all guys are, but I'm saying people will always push your boundaries. And that's what the enemy does through media. He allows us to get desensitized, put a little bit of sin, and eventually he flips the switch and it just goes on and on and on. You know, and the majority of people, they'll never say, and this is the reason I want to I want to start this off this way because there's a lot of people who will never say they have a problem with pornography, um, and it's not because you know they're afraid of the backlash, but the problem is people really don't know what pornography is. We think it's just inappropriate. Two men sleeping together, two women sleeping together, men and women sleeping together, whatever it is that they got on these sites. And we just think, as long as I see something physical happening, that's pornography. But if I don't see that happening, then it's not. But in reality, all forms of perversion is falling under that umbrella. So when we think, ah, that show, no big deal, I could ignore that part because it's not stirring something in my heart, it's no big deal. But God is looking at it and he sees pornography. Social media can be soft pornography. The things you follow, you know, and listen, if I'm starting off too hot, please don't just mute me and turn it off. And I, I think we need to address this. We need to get real, man, because I know so many people who are battling this, struggling with this, even married folks that are battling with this. Don't let's not try to pretend that, 
God is not paying attention to these things and God is just automatically pleased because we're his children. But you cannot, you cannot pretend there's not an issue. The world, like if I tell someone, hey, what are you doing to get rid of, you know, the lust in your life? Or you say, hey, what do you consider lust? A lot of people will say some things that are very generic, but in reality, there are so many more aspects to perversion. I'm sorry. I don't know why my nose is bothering me, but there's so many aspects of it that God wants to deliver us from, you know, and the enemy will get you to desensitize, you know, so in today's podcast, I want to talk about a few things in, that you need to do. I've done things, people I've seen in order, in order to be delivered from pornography, things that you need to do in order to be free. And the number one thing is stop feeding the urge. Um, many of you are looking like, well, duh, you know, <laughs> and I get that. It's so easy for me to to say that. And I don't know your struggle. It's so easy for me to oh, just don't do this. And then you'll never have a problem again. I know a lot of you are probably looking like, bro, just struggling yesterday. Um, last week, I was just watching what I shouldn't have been watching and touching what I shouldn't have been touching. You know, so I understand a lot of you may feel as though that's a, a simple saying. But in reality is. Many times we stumble because we're pretending we don't have weaknesses. Um, if I, they always use the saying, and I'll talk a little bit about it later, but the saying is, what you feed will live and what you starve will die. So it is not a problem that you have a sexual desire. Uh, a sexual craving is not a sin. God created you with emotions. He created you with hormones. None of those things are unnatural. The problem is, what are you feeding yourself that this thing cannot be controlled? You know, so it's easy for me to say lust is such a burden on my life and has a stronghold on my life. Yeah, when I'm watching garbage, when I'm listening to sexualized music and I'm not married. Um, hello. You know, I know we don't want to talk about Christians and secular music. I know that that if I talk about that on the podcast is getting no listens or on a video, no views. I get that. But if you don't have that outlet to release those things that are stirring up your emotions, what is that causing you to do? Just saying. Um, so we need to understand that we must pay attention to what am I feeding myself because it is not possible to live for God and the devil at the same time. What you feed yourself is determining your walk with God. What you're feeding yourself is determining whether you get closer to God or not. And we all, whether you know it or not, you all have a trigger. Every single one of us, we have triggers. If you have anger problems, someone may trigger that by upsetting you. Someone may trigger that by saying something that brings back a memory of how you were bullied. If, you, if you're a person who you're easily jealous, you're easily envious, you know what triggers it? Social media. You go on reality TV and you feel like, man, I, I wish I had my, you know, money like these little TikTok stars and I wish I had money like these rappers, rappers and artists. And it's like things that trigger something inside of you. And it's not that a trigger is necessarily bad, but if you don't know how to fix that, if you don't know how to address something inside of you that's constantly pushing you somewhere else, your life will constantly be ran by emotions. So when we think about lust now, every one of us, if you, and for one, even if you don't feel like you're battling with lust, but there's still some things that will try to trigger you to try to trigger lust in your life. You know, so every time you open social media, while you may say, if I'm opening up social media just with some encouragement, that does not mean your explore page is going to be scriptures because I don't know why Instagram be suggesting some stuff to me when it's not stuff that I'm liking. You know what I mean? So I need you to understand that those things can be triggers. If I'm clicking on this show, is it a trigger for me? If I'm listening to this music, is it a trigger for me? Every time you do something or you go somewhere, whatever, is it triggering something inside of you with lust? And if you continuously feed that, 
then you will be in a losing battle because you can't overcome something you're feeding. You can't beat something that you're allowing to live. Excuse me. Had gas. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so the point is, we can't just ignore these things that we're feeding. We have to pay attention to what we're allowing into our lives. Um, Jesus said it like this in Matthew chapter 5. You heard, you have heard that it was said, do not commit adultery. But I tell you, everyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. And if your right eye causes you to sin, gouge it out, throw it away. For it is better that you lose one of the parts of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. For it is better that you lose one of the parts of your body than your whole body to go into hell. You know, and I know people don't like talking about hell, but I'm going to talk about it. You know, so Jesus lets them know, I'm not just paying attention to the actions that you guys are taking. I'm paying attention to the lifestyle that you guys are living. I'm paying attention to are you living for me or not? Because it's a lot of people who we can avoid watching pornography. But God's saying, but when that desire is still there for, when that desire to lust after someone is still there, all of those things are the things he's trying to uproot out of you. So if you're feeding the desire, it doesn't matter that you're watching it or not. God is still looking at it like, man, they need to repent because that's adultery in your heart. You know, so it's much bigger than what you're watching, but it's what you're allowing to feed into your spirit that's causing that desire. That's that's a bigger issue. You know, so if it's a relationship, get out of the relationship. If it's a conversation with certain groups of people, you need to get out of that type of conversation. You don't want to get into anything that jeopardizes you walk with God, anything that pushes you to do anything sinful. You know, because in my opinion, if you give the devil an inch, we all heard the saying, he will take a mile. It's simply allowing a foothold into your life. You can never allow the devil a foothold because the thing is, the devil always try to make you think you can control sin. Once you can never control sin, sin will always control you. Sin will always defeat you. If you allow just a little bit, it will always defeat you. Listen to this verse in Ephesians 5 and 3. It says, but among you, there must not even be a hint of sexual immorality or any kind of impurity or of greed because these are improper for God's holy people. So I love this translation NIV um, because it says not even a hint should be named amongst us once, once we become believers. And I'm not saying I've got that all together. Trust me, I've been guilty of lust plenty of times after being saved because I've been in church my whole life, you know? So plenty of you have struggled after getting saved. And I'm not saying you'll never struggle again, but Paul is saying these things should not be sins that are common amongst the church. You shouldn't be falling into this if you are living like how God intends. And if we allow just a hint of immorality into our lives, it eventually begins to slowly decay. It begins to slowly eat away at us. So Paul is letting us know that once you become Christians, listen, all these little couple moments on Pornhub, you checking out sis OnlyFans and you checking out bro's body and you thinking about all these things. God is saying like, hey, man, you're a believer now. There's a different standard that we're being held to. God is not wanting us to chase after the things of this world anymore because we have to understand that his goodness is better than their abs. His grace is better than her body. You cannot allow yourself to be sidetracked by the things of this world. You know, and like I said earlier, in regards to what you feed will live and what you starve will die, that leads me into the second thing I'll say, you have to feed your spirit. A lot of people are not feeding themselves spiritually. Um, And I don't mean because of, you know, all that's been going on lately with the virus and all that, but I just genuinely mean 
it's so easy for us to go on social media for our, our, our inspiration rather than to go to God himself. We go to our favorite preacher. We go to Tavares on Godly Dating or we go to our favorite preachers. And, you know, some of the popular preachers out there, Sadie Robertson, Michael Todd, um, some excellent speakers out there. But at the same time, we cannot go to them for our daily bread. Those people are seeking God for a word to give you. But that does not mean they didn't have to seek God for themselves. And we cannot rely on me, anybody, any of our favorite preachers, even our pastors, even our spouse to be our spiritual guide. They're supposed to assist us, help us, all those things. But none of them should replace our walk with God. Galatians 5, 16 in the CSB says, I say then walk by the spirit. You will certainly not carry out the desire of the flesh. You have to walk in the spirit in order to please God. Um, Psalm 119, 9 and 11 says, Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way by taking heed or obeying thereto according to thy word? And verse 11 says, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. So we see that the psalmist is saying that the reason why I have to hide God's word in my heart is so I'm not in sin, <laughs> you know, because if I don't have God's word in my heart, that moment when sis starts sending them pictures or that moment he starts saying these things and that moment when I see something on social media that I shouldn't be looking at it, TikTok, every single trend, apparently you have to dance. And a lot of times you don't need clothes to dance in some of these trends. I'm not sure, you know, they have like clothes allergies or something, but you don't need clothes to dance in some of these trends people put on social media. And if I don't have the word hidden in my heart, I'm going to keep scrolling and liking and double tapping and DMing them back, trying to get attention. And it's like, the, God is like, nah, you're going to have to feed your spirit because if you don't, you can't overcome porn or any form of lust. Um, because when the Bible says flee fornication, a lot of people think it just means sex outside of marriage. But like I mentioned plenty of times, even wrote about in a book that I think people, um, it's going to be a blessing because um, I'm pointing all back to scripture. But the word is translated pornia. That that translates over to where we get our word porn. So it's all forms of perversion Paul is saying to flee from. God wants us to run away from all forms of perversion, you know, because it contaminates our spirit, you know, but I just need us to understand that we as Christians, we must take our spiritual life seriously. And I genuinely don't know if people take it as serious. Um, and the reason I say that is not because I feel as though I'm higher than anyone. Trust me, I don't feel that way. Anyone who knows me personally knows that I don't feel that way. But when you say anything spiritual on social media, I realize no one listens. Um, no one If I post a cute picture and post a family picture or post something people want to see, a million likes, but if you talk about God, no one is there. If you talk about the, the love and mercy of God, everybody's there. But if you talk about God requires obedience, holiness, sacrifices, no one says amen. And I get that those are harder teachings, those difficult teachings. So especially people newer to the faith are not going to you know, gravitate towards it all the time. But that shows that a lot of people don't take their spiritual life seriously because people are content going to church and not going to Christ. You know, like, I don't need a prayer life. I went to church on Sunday. Well, I don't need to go to church. Um, I have a YouTube pastor. And it's like, that's a whole nother story. I'm trying not to step on more toes, but a difficult subject. But <laughs> what I need you guys to understand is no one grows by accident. I, I, I need you to hear me when I say that. No one grows spiritually by accident. Um, I think a lot of times we think, uh, I just go to church enough, then, I'm a, then I'll make it into heaven. Listen, you can be in church all your life. Still go to hell. I know, I know, I know, I know the saints of God are probably leaving bad reviews, but please hear me. 
Jesus even said, people are going to come up to me that day like, hey, but didn't we prophesy in your name? God, we wrote songs about you. Like, how you going to send me that? He's like, I never knew you. Because people are so focused on doing things and not doing a relationship. God wants a relationship. And you can be a powerful minister and not have a relationship with God. I know what it means to try to minister and then not, and I'm not praying. Preaching about prayer, but not praying. It happens, you know. So please don't think that we can simply just live for God on our terms. But every area of your life, you're not going to grow by accident. In the gym, you have to be consistent. In school, you have to study. Whatever. You want your marriage to thrive, you have to communicate. You have to compromise. You have to work together. All of the things happen on purpose. We must be intentional with our walk with God. Um, I read this verse, Matthew 12, 4. Uh, 43 in the CSB, it says, when an unclean spirit comes out of a person, it roams through waterless places looking for rest, but doesn't find any. Then it says, I'll go back to my house that I came from returning. It finds the house vacant, swept and put in order. Then it goes and bring with it seven other spirits more evil than itself. And they enter and settle down there as a as a result, that person's last condition is worse than the first. That's how we'll also be with this evil generation. Jesus lets us know this. You think that if I cast a demon out of you or you get rid of an issue or you get rid of lust, um, that you can just move on, no big deal. But Jesus lets us know that when a spirit comes, evil spirit gets out of a person, they're going to come back to check if there's still room. So when we get delivered from pornography, when God sets us free, whom the Son sets free is free indeed, if we don't spend time with God or we don't replace those things with spiritual things, they eventually come back. It doesn't matter if you if God delivered you at an altar one day, man, you speaking in tongues till the till the sun came up. Okay, but if you still had that smoking problem and you never decided to build a prayer life or spend time with God or ever go back to church again, that smoking problem ain't going away. You still gonna have the desire. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you have to understand that when God removes something from you, you have to now feed your spirit because if you're not feeding your spirit, now you are only struggling with pornography. Many of you probably can attest to this because I know I've been there and I know I've seen it. Maybe your first issue was only pornography, but now you're struggling with depression. Now anxiety is there. Now perversion has fully gripped your mind. The homosexuality, the thoughts that you probably didn't have in the past are there. And you have to understand it's because that spirit, when it comes out of you and when God sets you free, he doesn't set you free for you to stay there. He sets you free for you to get up and follow him. If any man will come after me, he must deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. So if you want to pursue after God, you cannot just stay comfortable where you were. God wants to bring you to another level. But before I go further with another point, I want to give a shout out to today's sponsor. BetterHelp is a sponsor for today's podcast. Um, I believe that relationships take work and we're talking about um, pornography today. A very touchy subject, no pun intended, but there are a lot of people that struggle with this, and it honestly could be an addiction for them. Um, it could literally be something deeply rooted um, in regards to some type of trauma you may have received from, you know, and I'm sorry that I'm saying these things, but different types of molestation, abuse, um, assault, a lot of these things stem from that. And that's the reason why I believe it's so important, and I'm so thankful for the opportunity to work with them because I believe that Christians do need therapy. I don't think it's something we should avoid. Um, you know, so BetterHelp is an online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. Um, it's much more affordable than in-person therapy. You can be matched with your therapist in under 48 hours. Give it a try and see why over 2 million people are using BetterHelp online therapy. 
This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and the Golly Dating 101 podcast listeners will get 10% off their first month by using betterhelp.com slash godly, as you can see on the screen if you're on YouTube. That's betterhelp, B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash godly. So, back to- This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. To the different things you need to do so you can overcome past struggles with pornography or if you are currently struggling with any form of lust and perversion. Number three, um, not not to be late, but this is what probably the most important, but accountability. Um, I think a lot of times we forget that we don't need to run the Christian race alone. That's not God's intention. He created us for community. Um, God said, it's not good for man to be alone. And I know a lot of you only quote that because you want a spouse, but he also meant in form of community. Bible says, flee youthful passions and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace, along with those who call on the Lord from a pure heart. And a lot of times we focus on the fleeing youthful, youthful lusts and fleeing youthful passions. But he also says that you need to pursue after God with like-minded people, with people with that same desire. You know, because most people that I know and when I struggled with lust and struggled with pornography, that's the struggle that we try to keep alone. We don't want to tell anyone. We don't want anyone to figure out. And sometimes it's shame, um, but other times it's just like, how do I address this? You know, I don't really know how to address that, but I feel as though it's the enemy's desire to try to keep you there secretly, because if I could keep you secret, then obviously I'm going to, he's going to make us think, obviously people are going to judge us and want to say anything, but he knows that you can never conquer what you won't confront. You know, he knows that if you're secretly entertaining it, no one, uh, people find out they're going to judge you. So he knows that if you tell people, they're going to pray with you and try to help you. So he wants to keep you there. He wants you to feel as though you're all alone. But in reality, you have people that are on your side, but the enemy just wants you to feel as though you're going to be condemned. You know, the Bible says in Ecclesiastes 4 that two people are better than one because it's saying if one person falls down, someone else can lift them up. Um, Like at a gym. When I work out, I try to go often, um, I don't lift heavy weight if I'm by myself. And I don't mean like I, I, I grab a little two pounds and do some nonsense. But I mean, I won't push myself to another level unless I know someone is there to help me or catch me if I'm falling. And I believe that's how the spiritual journey should be. Whereas when you are walking alone, yeah, you have to be mindful. You don't want to do something reckless or hurt yourself. But if you have somebody with you, you're able to push yourself. They're able to push you to this um, to the purpose God has for you. The perfect example is the, the podcast. I always thought podcasting was a cool idea. But when I started it, the end of 2019. Wow, we're going on three years podcasting. Um, when I started the end of 2019, I wouldn't have if somebody wasn't pushing me to do it. Like, hey, bro, I got you. He even gave me a microphone in order to get this stuff done. You know, and all of those things are things I wanted to do, but I wouldn't have if I wasn't working with someone. So the same way God allowed um, Sean, my homie, to help me start this, and God is blessing, increasing. He's he's reaching people's lives around the world. The same way you need to understand, you need people in your corner because you think you can do something on your own and the enemy is going to lie to you. Oh, I'll get out on my own. I'll say something after I've overcame. That's what a lot of people do. I realize a lot of people will never say anything because they don't want to fall short and get embarrassed. Or And it's like, listen, the point of telling someone you need help is not 
is not because you know is not I, I, I just lost I, I just lost how I was trying to say that but the point of telling people is not to the goal isn't for us to worry about how they're going to respond the goal is for us to be free if you can't trust the people God has placed in your corner in your church there's a problem I don't know I don't know why you, we we think that but a lot of times that's how the enemy works man he just wants us to feel all alone but in reality you're not alone Many people struggle with this and many people have overcame this. If you say something, you can get help. I believe that help is out there. We just have to be willing to be vulnerable. You know, it takes vulnerability in order to become who God calls us to be. Um, Bible says it like this in James 5 and 16. Confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that you may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And I believe that many of us, we delay deliverance because we're delaying accountability. I don't know why I just pressed those horns again, but they just seem so cool to me. Uh, but I believe that a lot of times God wants to provide deliverance, but we think God is going to provide deliverance. Oh, let me just go to my prayer closet and not tell nobody and all. Yeah, God can set you free all by yourself. But plenty of times there's some issues in your life that God wants you to find freedom through community. Not just so you can get help, but so someone else who's struggling can realize, man, I thought I was all on my own. You know, we're so worried about our image Stop worrying about your image. It says even Jesus himself wasn't worried about his image, but put on God himself puts on flesh. Deciding like, I'm going to humble myself in order so others can be saved. And we need to humble ourselves so that others can be delivered as well. We need to stop worrying about our image and stop worrying about how people are going to view us. But we must be willing to go to other people because when you, and I'm not saying, you know, tell your business to everyone. You know, those people who struggle struggle with gossip and slander and all those, God will deal with those people. But you need to be willing to do this because it's for your healing, it's for your freedom. And ultimately, that's God's focus, that you are set free. Not that you look cool or you look sanctified in front of your churchy friends. That's not what God is focused on. The fourth thing I'll say you need to do is a social media purge or a social media fast. I've been saying this often, Maybe because I probably need to take another one, um, but a social media fast is one of the most beneficial things I believe a Christian can do. And I say that not because, you know, social media is the antichrist, but it is so easy for us to spend six hours on our phones using Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok alone. But the Bible app, give us one hour and we know we probably jumped off the app a couple of times to check our email, check our text message, all these things. The enemy knows, man, all I have to do is distract them with social media. And then even with the ones who are not looking at anything perverse on social media, your, your timeline is wholesome. It can still, one, keep you on there all day. Um, two, it can lead you. A lot of people are on there with false doctrine and false teaching and all these things. And then we get so accustomed to listening to these people that we become desensitized to what the truth of God's word is because we're feeding ourselves with everyone's opinion more than God. And that's why I tell you guys, when you listen to me, I try my best to bring scripture into this because if you don't hear me, I want you to hear what God is saying, you know, so you can ignore me. But I want people to go back closer towards God because it's easy for me. It's easy for these influencers, for me, for anybody to try to lace our pockets by catering to brokenness. A lot of people, they try to find a need and they target guys, they target women, and they just abuse and exploit their weaknesses rather than trying to edify them. Hey, listen, I'm pointing out to the word of God. If y'all don't like it, I hope that means, let me, let me take that back because that could have came across wrong. 
Um, but my goal is if someone rejects me, it's not because of my bad attitude. My goal is if they reject me, it's because they were rejecting what God said. And God said, as long as we're preaching and proclaiming his truth, don't worry about the receptance. Don't worry about how people view it. But back to social media stuff, because I could have got on a rant on that to try to clarify my point. And I won't even do, bother doing that. But I believe a social media fast is so important because it's easy for us. Um, social media purge um, aspect is very important because it's easy for us to, to follow people who who their page is somewhat trash um, or is is unhelpful for our spiritual well-being. Um, I don't know if I said it on a podcast before, but I know I've spoken to people about it. But I had a couple friends, acquaintances, I'll say, um, and both of these women I thought were dressed inappropriately. Um, this is before they had a mute button. So luckily now I can mute people, you know, if I don't want to offend them because uh, like we're friends or something. But both of their page, I just thought it was somewhat inappropriate, you know, so I reached out. was like, hey, you know, all love, just letting you know, I wasn't able to, fo- I'm, I'm not able to follow you anymore because, you know, this is that. I mean, it's, a lot of people unfollow, but I felt like because we're cool, you know, I owed them explanation. One person, they were like, I could respect that. No problem. We unfollowed each other. Another person, they cursed me out, you know, <laughs> and I, I find that so hilarious, man. Like, why are you mad that someone said your page is lustful? Like, fam, cl- you, listen, I only told you because you're, you're, you're one of the saints, you know what I'm saying? You somebody who go around preaching, sis, like, you're supposed to be in the word of God and you out here showing your buns on everybody beach, you know? So I was just like, yeah, I just had to unfollow, you know, but they cursed me out, um, it was it was pretty rough. They blocked me, and I was just like, man, I didn't know it was going to come that way. But my point is saying that story is the fact that when you unfollow certain people, or when you tell people I can't, you know, keep up with these things anymore, I don't want to look at certain things anymore. A lot of people are going to look at you like, oh, you think you're better than me, or you're holier than thou. A lot of people are going to insult you and say all these things to make it seem like, you know, just just negative in general. Um, but the point is. You should never allow what people think to trump what God is telling you to do. And there's been plenty of times I've kept nonsense on my timeline out of fear of offending people when in reality it was offending God because I was allowing perversion into my heart, perversion into my mind if I'm entertaining these things. you know. So do what you have to do. Um, like the psalmist says in Psalm 101 and verse 3, I was setting a wicked thing before mine eyes. I hate the work of them that turn aside. It shall not cleave to me. So while I have no control over things I see, what people wear, what people do, I do have control over who I follow. I do have control over where I'm going. I do have control over where I'm staring. David wasn't supposed to be home. He should have been at war when he saw Bathsheba. But even despite that, he did not have to continue looking at her. He could have went back inside. So when we continue to look at things we shouldn't, our bodies will always pursue after what our eyes are focused on. And if you're focused on Christ, your body's going to follow after the things of God. But you're looking at perversion, your body's going to desire it and begin to go after it. The last thing I'll say is we need the correct view of God. Um, Like I mentioned to you guys with the Jesus saying this in Matthew 5 and 27, 28, that, you know, you heard that you shouldn't commit adultery. But I'm telling you that you shouldn't even look at that woman with lust in your heart, you know, because that's the same as adultery. My point in saying that is Jesus was letting us know. I'm not just worried about your actions, but I'm a paying. But he's paying attention to what's in our heart, because a lot of times it's very easy for us to focus on. Well, I ain't sleep with nobody. Well, I ain't even watched pornography today. I don't even need this podcast. You didn't watch it, but was that in your heart? Because if it was in your heart, God is saying, hey, 
there's still some areas in you that I'm trying to work on. Don't think you've arrived, but I'm trying to clean up the heart. God is trying to focus on our heart. So when I say we need the right view of God, we need to understand because there's some people on two ends of the spectrum. Some people that think God is all wrath, even though he is wrath. And some people that think God is all mercy, even though he is merciful. Um, and the reason I say that is because if you don't have the healthy balance, it may lead to either legalism or outright disobedience and doing whatever you want because there's some people who they know something is wrong but because they want to do it they say well god forgives or i could do what i want you know i'm free in christ and they use all kind of verses to justify their nonsense then there are other people who they don't want to do it because i'm just scared of hell and it's like no the goal is i want to honor god i want to honor my future spouse i want to respect myself i want to respect my eyes i don't want to put evil before my eyes. So when you have that right view of God, you begin to view yourself the proper way. When Peter had a revelation of who Jesus was, he says, thou art Christ, the son of the living God. He said, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, because flesh and blood hasn't revealed this to you. But my father, which is in heaven, revealed this. And he said, I say not unto you that you are Peter, that you are Simon, but you are Peter, meaning he changed his identity because he had God's original, because he viewed God properly. God identified who he truly was meant to be. And until I view God properly, I'll never know who Tavares was meant to be. And until I view God in a healthy manner, I'll never know what his intentions were for sex. And if I never view God in the right manner, I'll never know what his intentions were for marriage or intimacy and all those things. And when we allow pornography to be our guide into what sex meant instead of God, then it becomes transactional. You know, it just becomes about my emotions and my feelings and my needs when in reality, porn is killing you and the, perp- and the people that are doing it. You know, so I hope those things will, will, will help, um, you know, open up dialogue on this. I want to have you guys drop in the comments if you're listening on YouTube, of course. If you're on podcast, be sure to leave five stars before you head out. But if you guys are on YouTube, I want you to leave your views on letting me know. Is this something you're still battling with so we can pray with you? And if you're, that's obvious, you know, if you're comfortable. Um, if you are on um, YouTube and you're saying, well, this is something that God delivered me from, tell us how long you've been delivered. Tell us what did you do? What part of this um, was something that you implemented? Or what is something in this video that you're going to make sure that you implement in the future to keep you free or so that you become free? Um, you know, and this is obviously a safe space. You know, it's a judgment free zone. No one is going to talk down on you. And if they do, they're lame. They're probably going to hell anyways. Um, <laughs> but I appreciate you guys listening to the end. I know this was a definitely a difficult subject, but I pray that it edifies, it touches someone, you know, and together we all go to heaven and praise God together, you know, but first you must address the elephant in the room. Porn kills, but it doesn't have to kill you. We die to our flesh. That's the only way to please God. Grace and peace. Peace.